Start it up, Chris. Start it up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Baca and Jared Truby. And if you're listening to this now, a week into the future, today is Monday. This will come out next Monday. That's true. And we just launched our Kickstarter today. So by the time you hear this, it'll be a week old. Holy shnikes. And we're about <laughs> Inception. We're about four hours in, maybe. Maybe. Pretty awesome response so far. 30 backers right now. Thank you so much. Thank for you so much. I'm so stoked. We are very, very humbled to have people help us. Thank you so much for that. And uh, we feel like we're um, pretty happy. There was there was about a week ago. Uh, not even a week ago. <laughs> I guess a week ago now. Do you know what I'm saying? A Rico go. A Rico. We might just get hit with that Rico. Switch it up. We sent out a kind of goofy and fun survey that a bunch of you guys filled out for all y'all who wanted to uh, spend their time doing that. It was it was really helpful and fun and actually just entertaining. Yes, I know there were some small mistakes in it spelling-wise, but you know what? Fixed it. It was the Lugna. It was a... Who's perfect out there? Raise your hand if you're sure. All right? That's all I got to say. Okay. I feel bad. Well, uh, <laughs> we're going to pop up some of those questions, though, and talk about them because we had some interesting responses and some really funny responses. Um, so... So if you have no idea what Jared's talking about, Jared put up a blog post that's on the website. So if you go to catandcloud.com, you can go to the blog, and there's a post titled Thinking and Catching Up. And at the bottom, there's a survey. So you click the little red button, survey, and it'll take you to our little survey monkey. And you can fill out the survey. And we're collecting info just for funsies. Yeah. It's called What's the Deal? What's the Deal? 20 20 questions. questions. (laughs) It's pretty much the best title you could ever hear. So we're going to take you through this and just kind of look at the responses so far. Maybe give some of our little anecdotes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then really wrap up some of the typed in responses because those are There's some amazing. funny things in here that you need to hear about. Fully amazing. And if you haven't checked out checked out the Kickstarter yet, go ahead and check it out. If you go to catandcloud.com, the main banner will link to the Kickstarter page. and We still need your help. We still need help and just... We think the video is funny, so just watch the video. The video is funny, um, and if nothing else, it's probably worth you know getting a little b paying for the b roll is totally worth it. Trust me, <laughs> there's some, some funny some stuff. hot outtakes. Um, yeah, and just just the reason one of the many reasons that we launched Kickstarter is that we're we're trying to get open before summer's over, and um, it's just it's been a full year of paying rent, and uh, all the all the costs are adding up. Uh, we don't have any investors, just Chris Charles and I. And we have our little SBA loan and, you know, limited funding. So it's uh, an opportunity for you guys to tip those scales in our favor. The pimps like to call it out of pocket. Yeah. We out of pocket. We are very out of pocket. And we're proud of that. Very proud we're of proud that. proud of being out of pocket. It's, it's, it's a really important thing for us. But yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's less depth in those pockets than in, in some other pockets in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's just jump into these these babies again thanks a lot um the first question on there is do you like to try new things and uh there was an overwhelming almost 80 percent of people said yes and then only two percent of people actually said no uh there was a there was a whopping was that like almost 19 percent said depending on their mood and that was kind of surprising because I actually, my experience in coffee shops and when I'm serving things is most people, unless they really like you, don't want to try something new. They've got their routines. So part of me wonders if 
Maybe they is... were thinking about this question without like the coffee hat on. I know. And They're like, do you like to try new things? Like, yeah, dude. I just I want a jet ski. Yeah. I'm gonna try, <laughs> exactly. try a jet ski. <laughs> like, like, you know, it'd be very cool buying a boat. Boat sounds hot. Skydiving yeah. could be fresh. You know what? It's a hot day. Maybe I just picked a really nice day. There's a lot of hot. <laughs> Hot energy on it. It was maybe like Friday. Everybody's getting ready to go out. And they're all, you know what? I could try some new things. Try some new stuff. Yeah, I got a couple phone numbers. I'm going to call them tonight (laughs) and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So that's that's interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. um, even I think I would be a no in this question. Not because I'm a... Well, because I'm locked in. I mean, when I go to the coffee shop, I'll I'll go like, all right, I go to the coffee shop. Yep. Eight times out of ten, I'm going to get an espresso and a cup of coffee. And yeah. that's my standard order. And it, something has to be really compelling for me to want to try something new. Because what, like, what's new? In coffee? Well, Great I mean, question. like, if we go down across the street and, like, what's going to be new there that we're going to get to try? Jamaica Cascara. Like, are we talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we talking, like, Jamaica Cascara? Are we talking, like, a seasonal latte or? Yeah, a nice whiskey latte. You'll try one of those maybe. But, yeah, yeah. No, you probably, not not for your first thing. You maybe might come the, back. Maybe normal people are more amped to try something new than, like, a coffee guy who well, is. if I'm not in coffee, I'm always trying something new. So, like, if I go to a restaurant and I'm like, ooh, I heard a lot of things, I always try something outlandish. Yeah, for and sure. And two-thirds of the time, it's to my dismay. Yeah, you're all, <laughs> like, my Navy wife's always seals. like, huh. There's another frenetic response from Jer. You're all Jer, just <laughs> stick with the. She's all stick with the stick with the fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> Grab a nice salmon steak and just shut up. Or maybe when they say yes, maybe they're like, "I tried a new kind of coffee on the pour over" or oh. something like that. Or hopefully they're like, "We trust you guys. Whatever new you're trying to throw out, we will try it." Let's hope that's what they want. That's well. That's question number one. So. Yes, apparently you guys like to try new stuff. Huh, the world is ready for some new stuff. So all you all you people trying new stuff, that's cool. Question number two is, what's an ideal wait time for your coffee? So this one actually is really surprising to me looking. Most of you said under five minutes, 37%, which that's where I'm at too. Under five minutes is perfect. Five to 10 minutes, 25%. And... A whopping 29% said, I don't mind waiting. That's crazy. I don't understand that. But maybe a sub-question to that survey would be interesting. Or or looking at the demographic of who doesn't mind waiting. Yeah. Because waiting waiting drives me insane. We might just get hit with that Rico. I know. You know what I'm saying? And then, well, the 7% said faster the better. Faster the better. Give it to me now. Faster the better. That might be yours. That's probably mine. Yeah. Faster the better. Get it done, bro. Give me. What's happening? I know. We, it's uh. Yep. I don't what know. What do you think your ideal wait time is? Anything under 10 minutes I'm okay with, but I'm, I'm like a five to seven. Yeah. Seven like and me. a half I could deal with. Yeah. It's like, it starts getting long. Over 10 and you're just like, dude. I'm like, oh, I come on. I guess I can't order espresso here. I have to order just coffee. There's like one and day a week or two days a week maybe where I can go and like sit in the coffee shop yeah. and you're doing work and you don't mind if it takes 10 minutes because totally. you're doing other stuff. But most times like, all right. Oh, you know what? You can fresh perk that for me. I'll take I gotta a go talk to my contractor about a grease trap. So, oh, it's greasy over there. Can we can we just get it going? All right. So that, that was pretty. That was pretty split. Uh, question three was for Funzy. I wanted to see where people's heads were at. It was, does better coffee take longer? And yes, is forty six percent of you said yes, and forty six point seven one percent of you said no. So it's almost an exact split. Besides the I don't know, I'm not a pro crew. 
That's interesting to me too, because that's just a perception thing, right? Some people have the perception that if it takes longer, it's going to be better. And I disagree with that. And so anyways, that's, that's basically all I got to say about that. Or some people think you can't make good coffee fast. Or the same, yeah, same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To where there's like the perception of like, oh, I waited for 10 minutes, so it's got to be better. Oh, yeah. No and chance in like, hell that's true, everyone. Yeah. I wonder how far you w- could take that. You know what I'm saying? Mm, which way? I don't know. Like in the super automatic world. Oh, you could probably take it pretty far. Like you could probably take it pretty far. I mean, if you had the opportunity to dial in everything and it was actually accurate, your coffee could be very fast and very delicious. Right. I I agree with that. I do not think better coffee takes longer. I think more annoying coffee takes longer. (laughs) (laughs) Face. Well, you know, I think you should be able to do it fast. You should be able to make really delicious espresso fast. You should be able to make awesome lattes fast. They should all look good. And if your excuse is it's craft, that's just a cop out for not having proper training or maybe you've never seen it. Yeah. But yeah, I like that people are like, no, dude. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a there's an age question that we're gonna skip. We're skipping because you know? we don't want to divulge our, yeah. our readers and listeners' yeah. information. Um, it, I'll give you a hint. It goes from zero to one hundred years old, mm-hmm. and you're in there. You're in there. Uh, what's your favorite alternative milk? Now I've heard a lot of discussion about this one. So, what do you guys think the winner is? <gasps> you can't answer. So we've got almond, soy, coconut, and hemp. When you're in your head, what happens first? Ding. Think about it. Okay. I'll tell you mine before we even go there. My favorite actually is coconut milk. And the reason is is because it's creamy. Uh, they, they, they steam well, all of them. You can probably make some pretty nice latte art if you're pretty good. But um, I also like coconut because there's, there's no opportunity for allergic reactions. And there's some nice fats in there. Oh, okay. That's, that's my argument for coconut. My favorite alternative milk is none because I don't drink it. Because why would you? I don't understand it. Come on. Bubble um, guts. If I had to pick, I'd go almond or soy. No, yeah. it's not almond or soy. Almond or coconut. I was reading the soy. The soy has the brightest color on our little chart readout. Oh, I actually, does. I hate soy milk. Let it be, let it be known. Coconut. And almond was split. I've never really had hemp milk, I don't think. I had it. It's a little green it tasting. Like, like grassy? <laughs> or? I get it, you guys. <laughs> almond, milk, joke was free. almond milk is crushing the game here with 56% of people saying, I love almond milk. Followed by almost 24% of people saying coconut milk. Followed by almost 15% of people saying soy. And a whopping nearly 5% at hemp. I wonder what's up with the hemp. I, I thought it would be higher. Well, I think, think it's, it's maybe just, just hot in California. This is like a popularity thing across the U.S. And people are like, why would I drink aren't, weed? Yeah, they're like, dude, it's weed. And you're all, no, it's not. You smoking weed, You smoking bro? beer? <laughs> <laughs> you smoking hemp, bro? Smoking hops? But, so almond milk, it makes sense. I think it makes sense. It's also hot. It's also the most marketed. So, the, the ni- it is the most marketed, it's for sure. It's most marketed. And it's something that, I think it's the most marketed, and people are making it themselves. Yeah. Which, and you can make some nice nut milk. Which is nice because I think that increases the popularity of it because people are like, ooh, I can make it myself. Whereas I don't know if you can make coconut milk yourself. I mean, I guess you could, you but can. it'd probably be a big old pain in the ass. It's hefty. And also, I mean, I didn't put hazelnut or macadamia nut on, milk on here, but people are messing with all the, and Brazil nuts, all the fatty nuts because they steam theoretically better. But I just, you know, I went with the short list. So, you know what? Whatever, bro. I just wanted to see. Exactly. When I say I don't like milk alternatives, it's just because I love the way 
cappuccinos taste with dairy, and that's just me. But I respect that some people need a milk alternative. Chris loves a hot milk. I love a nice cup of hot steamed milk. <laughs> right before bed. With microphone? Like, oh, mm, yeah. Microphone. Nice 16 ouncer of milk. What's your favorite <laughs> size? <laughs> What's your favorite size? If you guys can't tell, we're just out of control right now. Because of the Kickstarter. Because of the Kickstarter. It's just, we're a few hours in and we're watching the numbers and we're just trying to calm down a little bit. So if this seems disconnected or the energy seems weird, you're welcome. And if you're soothed right now, you're weird. All right. Well, favorite size coffee drink. We've got five to eight ounces, eight to 12 ounces, 12 to 16, and 16 to 24. Now, the results of this, you looking at this, you can tell that these are baristas and coffee people answering the survey there's a question about that later actually chris is there yeah oh well it is slightly more i'm just making stuff up the people that aren't are like lying because <laughs> when i see okay so 60 percent, which is the highest percentage by far of people said they like five to eight ounces 25 percent of you said eight to 12 ounces 12 to 16 got 10 percent, and then 16 to 24 three and a half percent the reason i say that these are coffee people is because this is not how the world works. I know most people like at least twelve ounces, or maybe the maybe they're European. <laughs> I don't know, and not from the U.S. Because if this is a U.S. survey and talking, well, it makes sense because our audience is coffee people. But yeah, if this was normal humans, they'd be like forty-five ounces. <laughs> Hook it up. We could be <laughs> large. America's like, give me a taco. It would be large, other large, large. I'm I'm right there with you. I five ounces, dude. I'm Into like a, it. yeah, I'm like a five to ten at the most. Do you work in coffee? There we skipped a couple because then we'll come back to them. Yeah, we'll come back. Yes. So almost, most of you do. Yeah. 60 40 split. Mm -hmm. 60 40. But then these other people that don't work in coffee, I would probably Definitely be inclined to think coffee. that they're, you know, <laughs> some kind of whatever you call it, aficionado. Yeah. What's that word? Well, or they're they just have our for friends because I put it on face space. Enthusiast. So yeah. Coffee I'm enthusiast. enthusiast. I'm a real craft seeker. Oh, this question's great. Yeah. This is a great Drop it. So question. this next question is, do you like it when the barista tells you about the coffee? And 57% of people said yes. Only 1% of the person said no. But there's a, this group of 40% that said only if I ask. So baristas who are out there just like pushing knowledge on people without being um, prompted, you might, you're like, you're basically like at a 50-50 split there to, to, to be looking kind of lame <laughs> it's you have to be really special on in the way you deliver that info. yeah they're, yeah i mean they're winning 60 i hate it when people tell me about the coffee before i drink it i can't stand it it's so annoying to me i'm like can i get coffee and they're like this is a and i'm like what dude and the reason that i don't like that is one i'm probably just looking to get coffee and two if it's delicious i'm gonna ask you about it anyway you know what I mean? There's like yeah. levels to it. Like I, I want you to today. give me an awesome product. And then if I think it's epic enough, I'll ask you about it. But like the last thing I want at 6 a.m. is some dude telling me the washing station that this coffee came from. Because I'm just like, what does that have to do with my life, dude? Uh, it's a it's a double A though, bro. Like where like what do you think this is, dude? Uh, triple fermented. I'm going to the gym right now. Okay, then it's quadruple fermented oh, yeah. for you. Ferment it one more time. I did it for you one time. One more time. <laughs> I did it one more time That's for a you. lot of ferments. Okay, I hope you get yacked at the gym. <laughs> Bulletproof it. I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of the same way. If you're gonna give me any info, it's gonna be quick. It's gonna be like the thing I I would like to hear only is here's where the coffee's from. The end. 
something simple like that. Because I do, if if it is good, I actually don't want to have to go back and be like, where was that coffee from? And they'll be like, it's a Columbia Schmishmorshan. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, what, what do you think it means to regular people when they come in the coffee shop and they order a coffee and they're like, oh, yeah, this is a washed Colombian coffee from oh, Nariño and like... Arnulfo grew it and right. you know his and they're like Leguizamo? They're like, what? they're like the first thing they think is, Oh, Arnulfo Leguizamo. I know him personally. They're like, I think I know who that guy is. Uh I mean for me, all I want is the info info that's pertinent enough to me to allow me to revisit that coffee in some way, shape, or form mm, if I really So you love can it. find it again. So all I need to know is, yeah, this is the Columbia Daryl Legazo. And then I'm like, cool. I won't remember Daryl Legazo, but I'll remember I like that delicious Columbia. And then I'll come back and look at all your Colombian offerings and then hopefully get lucky. We were at the partner summit, the La Marzocco partner summit after SCAA. And some of, some of our brewed coffee was on tap and Scott Rayo was drinking coffee. And he's like, did you guys roast this coffee? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Colombian from Nariño, Cerro Delgado. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> he's like he's like i think that's the biggest little bullshit that people have to tell i don't need to hear about this coffee and i was like dude i'm right there with you but i'm at this industry event and i felt all this pressure to like show up and be like yeah <laughs> and scott he's all triple fermented grandfather scott is just like you're an idiot and i was like you're right scott <laughs> I, I have failed you he's all i'm pretty good though i'm doing well i wrote a couple books um next question q11 if the line is long Will you wait? Most people said yes. 56% of you will wait. This is a good one because the 37%, the caveat is, if I know the service will be quick. So 56% said you'll wait. 37 will wait if they know the service is good. And then you've got about 3% will not wait. 2.4% lines makes me anxious. Makes Make me anxious. They makes me. It makes me anxious. And six-tenths of a percent. It's just coffee, bro. Hey, it's just coffee, bro. I don't need to wait for no coffee. <laughs> Will you wait in line? I'll wait in the little... Actually, you know what? It depends. If you... I will give it a chance, maybe two times. And if I know that line is not going to move fast or I'm not going to receive prompt coffee service on the other side of the line, I actually might not wait. And I actually might be really angry because I won't oftentimes have another place to get the coffee I want. Which sucks. Yeah, I won't wait. I'll go somewhere else real quick. I actually would be the kind of person to jump off the specialty coffee high horse in order to get some caffeine and continue my day and just be bummed that I can't get my coffee. And then I'll maybe get a like, whole bean later on in the day and brew it at home knowing that I can't get coffee at my own favorite coffee shop. Yeah, that's the thing because we can always make awesome coffee. We always have coffee ready to go at the house. So I want to go to the coffee shop too, but for the experience. Yeah. If I pop out and the line's long, I will go to Starbucks and get my eight ounce coffee with an ad shot just to bring the strength up and put some cream in it and drink it. And I'll be like, cool, ready to start my day. Also, I guess I would be, I am bummed too that I I'm can't angry. go to my like initial and I'm just like, bro, just like bust I the had line. a plan and now my plan's off. F the plans. F the plans. Do you like tasting notes on your whole bean coffee? Overwhelming 83% says yes. 
And when you say on your holding coffee, does that mean like laser etched just like into the bean? It means, yeah, just like a couple of <laughs> like, hot. <laughs> like, every single bean has a new flavor added to it. Each bean's all citrus. Like, ooh, that's a hot flavor Toasted right there. marshmallow. It never tastes the way they say. <laughs> 10%. 10% said that. And I agree. I think that's actually really smart. Seth Mills, actually a lot of people talk about this, that, and we talked about it with Joe Morocco on the Opposites Extract uh, podcast, which I hope that you all listen to um, in the duel. What I think is important is that most people don't get to brew the coffee in the same way you brew it at home. They don't have the tech to put out the same quality of product as as most of us in, in our cafes. So they're not get, they're going to get like one eighth of what you're making in your cafe with the perfect water and the perfect grinder and the perfect scale and the perfect scenario. Unless they're really, really committed, they're going to go home and whirly bird that thing up and throw it in their percolator on the, the electric kettle. And they're going to get something that probably tastes way better than the other coffees or maybe way more sour, depending on who you are and where you're at. That's my thought. Yeah, I think I like some kind of tasting notes as long as they're realistic and relatable. I think people need to get the right coffee. You know, there's people are up at the retail shelf. They're trying to figure out which coffee to grab. So something that'll guide them in that direction. But I don't think we need to get so intense with it. I like I like broad strokes. I like categorization better than actual flavor. I love a nice high end broad stroke. Nice broad stroke, broad stroke. Ooh, that's a fun one. <sighs> Question number 14, dude. What amount are you willing to spend per visit to the cafe? Hmm. Drop it off, Chris. This one's interesting. So most of you are down to spend some change. So there's 30% of you in the 5 to $10 range and 30% of you in the $8 or more. So there's a little bit of overlap there. Um, and then four to eight. There's a lot of overlap in this question. I wonder where this is hitting. You know what I'm saying? 30% oh, are yeah. willing to spend four to eight. 9% are willing to spend three to five. So I wonder what that means. Now I'm just thinking out loud. Dollars? Well, you've got four to eight, five to 10, and eight or more, and there's a triple overlap there. So there's like 90% of the people could be thinking in their mind $8. Yeah, isn't that in that kind same of window? Well, I think yeah, in the minimum, th it's just thinking that some of them minimum are going to pay X amount of dollars to start, and they're going to pay more potentially. I mean, it's it's opened up; it's more than I expected, kind of. I would like to spend less than eight dollars. Yeah, for an espresso and a cup of coffee. Isn't that crazy? And a tip. So, like, a coffee is what three or four dollars? Yep. Espresso is three or four dollars, three dollars, depending three, on where three. you are. Yes, dude, I saw somebody pa doing four fifty for an espresso, and I'm like, no way in hell am I going to pay four fifty for an espresso. I would pay if it was right, but I just don't it's have the. It's got to be so good every just, time, right? Yeah, it's got to be so good. It's got to be so good. Um, what's the most? Exp oh gosh, I'm blowing it over here, Jerry. You got to jump in on me. Chuck hit me up on the internet. He's like, fix something. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most important to your coffee experience? Uh, generally, people say that coffee quality. So I, we put check all that apply. Then 90% of you are going to obviously go for coffee quality. Um, very few people actually care about Wi-Fi in this 
scenario, which I don't know if I believe because so many people use Wi-Fi. 10%, there's more than 10% of people in every cafe I look at there for Wi-Fi. Now, these could be just a bunch of coffee professionals. Well, 50% of them are, right? But may, it's like, is Wi-Fi going out or are people... There's no way Wi-Fi is going out. Yeah, like people, people need Wi-Fi. People go there for Wi-Fi a lot of the time. Hell yeah! I won't go to a place if it doesn't have Wi-Fi. I don't hang out at a coffee shop that doesn't have Wi-Fi either. I mean, maybe that makes me a dick or something. But I, I'm like doing a lot of work on the computer a lot of the time, and just even if it's just for five, ten minutes, the ability to jump online and just knock something out real quick is, it's like kind of a selling point for me. Honestly, I agree. It's kind of funny to me that only 79% of people said that service is a the reason they go to a coffee shop, which I would. I, I mean, that's a lot. That is a lot. 80%. Yeah, that's 80%. But that <laughs> means 20% of people don't care about coffee service. I get that. They just don't care. They're like, I'm just going to come in and leave. And they're like, whatever. As long as the coffee's good. I guess I fall, I, I, I fall. I actually fall into that category, I think. You a do? lot of the times. Yeah. I. You just l- need a good cup of I coffee. I like nice. I like good service. Yeah. But if the coffee's good, that's okay with me. Do you feel that good service is speed and quality of that Mm, stuff? Yeah, I guess I do want it to be fast. I guess, yeah, I guess the ambiguity of the question comes in. Like, what does good service mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Like, is mm -hmm. it a friendly person? Because I don't care about that as a customer myself. Yeah, you care about quality. As a business owner, I want to provide that to people. And we will because I think it's important for a lot of people. And I like that good feeling but for me I, i'm like all right just coffee's cool so maybe that's what they're thinking when they're like 80 percent eight out of ten that's a lot of people that is a lot and i don't believe the answers to this particular piece of the survey you don't think so no because uh, coffee quality i buy location is only 28 percent i know it's such that a can't load. be true no that means people will, like drive anywhere for the coffee right i just don't buy it i feel like location is one of the biggest deciding factors in which coffee shop you go to every day yeah your regular coffee shop like if i'm close to one that i don't ever go to i'll be like oh yeah i might go to this one because i'm close to it you know it's yeah. like on the other side of town i'm like ooh, i could pop in and get a shot a coffee here nice hot bean there yeah i just well maybe i just can't yeah i don't know maybe i'm wrong but it's the survey dude what is the location yeah it's the survey I mean, it's not like these people are lying on the survey <laughs> I believe you guys, but I'm just <laughs> confused. <laughs> I'm t- I would never. I would never lie on the survey. Ever. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm just thinking out loud. Think it out. I'm just amped, okay? I'm energized. I'm energized. Dude, there's energy everywhere. Social atmosphere, 45%. That's fair. Because to me, those are the people who would instead, the other 50 would be like, I'm working on my computer. Working on my fitness. Yeah, but most people are copy quality and service, so that makes sense. Service Although, copy. I, I think your location humans are maybe selling it short i wonder if we're thinking about like like when i say i don't want to go to a coffee shop that doesn't have wi-fi so if i'm in san francisco four barrel doesn't have wi-fi i'll definitely go to four barrel right but it's not my daily haunt so i'm wondering if people are thinking like oh yeah i'd go there go here i don't know i don't know either i don't know we'll do more maybe surveys. don't worry this is maybe just like an intro daily coffee experience Super what intro. do you order the most? The next question is, there's kind of like a generalized split in what people order. Um, 25% of people order brewed coffee. 28% of people order espresso drinks without milk, which is kind of surprising. Maybe not exactly true, but true to this survey. Um, I don't think it speaks for everybody. 20, almost 6% said espresso with milk, like cappuccinos, lattes, macchiatos, things like that. 
And then to me, what's interesting is almost 17% of people want to buy the cup coffee made on the spot. And uh, we had some responses. Chris, I mean, Chris and I just have a hard time with pour over coffee because you either get an amazing cup or you d- or you don't or you don't but more often than not you don't usually it's for worse what you pay. than the on tap option it takes longer in multiple ways yeah it takes in longer ways. it tastes worse yeah generally it does it's just it's just, it's an just ex- tricky. this is our current experience and that's why we don't really ever order them but you know i i do oftentimes offer them to people in my shops when uh, they come in, if I want to give them something special, Zero. I do also trust my preparation of the pour over. Right. Trust. I mean, you trusting your own preparation is it. different than a full institution that prepares pour overs. I had a monsoon Malabar pour over. Did you? <laughs> yesterday. The nice. Santa Cruz coffee roasting Quadruple company. Quadruple fermented? <laughs> they... The you went to Santa Cruz Coffee Roasting Company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd it feel? Well, they had Wi-Fi, so it was tight. Oh, that's all he needed. I wanted to go to a different coffee shop than I normally go to. And for people who don't know where I live, which most of you probably don't, I live literally directly across the street from Verve Coffee Roasters' original store on 41st Avenue. So I walk out the door, and Verve Coffee is right there. So that's where I usually go to get coffee. Pretty close. It's pretty close. It really couldn't be any closer unless it was in the building that I live in. So I want to go somewhere different. So I went to Santa Cruz and they have a full, if you don't know Santa Cruz Coffee Roasting Company. They're old school. They're old school and their claim to fame is apparently they invented the pour over bar. Like this is a thing. Remember a couple of years ago, Nick and Trish were here. And oh yeah. Trish has got that old school heritage. She knows all like the cool old all stories, right? So she's got some cool info in her brain. And she's like, oh, we're going to Santa Cruz Coffee Roasting Company. They invented the pour over. And I was like, I've heard that. And she's like, oh, yeah, certified. <laughs> <laughs> I invented the piano key necktie. So you go in and you pick your coffee. And I was just like, I want coffee. I don't think they do on tap. It's all by the cup. She's like, okay, well, you know, what do you want? And I was like, oh, whatever. Would you like lighter or darker? And I was like, yeah, let's probably go lighter. She's like, we have this really nice monsoon Malabar. Might get you a little jittery. And I was like, I'll do it. They're still playing that lighter coffee, more caffeine. And they do the, well, I think it's Robusta-ish, oh, right? right. <laughs> Did you have the shards or what? I didn't drink it all. I was like sipping on it. Full freak out. But they do an interesting thing where the underneath the pour over bar, your cup slides into this cup holder. And then the, the brewing device is on top and you pour the water into it. And they call your name out when it's almost done. Oh, and so we can walk right up and just whoop. You pull it out of the little holster that it's in. Yeah, and you do. They, they designate which cup is yours by there's like a picture of food on the outside. So for, all, I can't like, remember what mine was. It was like a pie or like maybe like a tiramisu cake. And they're like, Monsoon Malabar for Chris. I'm like, yeah, it's me. Okay, yours is going to be where the, the tiramisu is. And I was just <laughs> looking at it, and it's just like a picture of tiramisu like stuck to the pour over bar. And then the coffee's still dripping. And I was like waiting for it to finish dripping. And she's like, oh, you can go ahead and take it whenever. And I was like, all right. So you just reach <laughs> your hand in there and pull it out. <laughs> she's all, I got to drip. It drips out underneath if it, and it's done. So I don't know where I was going with that, but that was a fun little anecdote. Basically, what you're saying is there could still be like a bunch more water in there. and It could be more or less. Or whatever. But that was fun. Here's a question. Yeah. Is that... I mean, okay, here's what's weird. 
if you if you <laughs> if the coffee is correct, right, there could still be like a ton of water in there, and it'd actually be totally fine as far as extraction level goes. Is that weird? But you're just wasting water. Well, oh, like if there's water still in there, but you pulled it out at yeah, the like, perfect so time. The, oh yeah, like so, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you as a consumer, all nailed it. I'm off, mm, but you didn't know. But yeah. they're just like whatever, dude. I'm just gonna pour hella water under here, and they're gonna like that. Might be the way they do it because they don't. They're not think weighing about it. it or anything. Oh, that's no. for sure. That's what I was just wondering. They were pouring it with a. Um, they're all three a scoops and all the water, like a diner mug or a diner's coffee carafe, like yeah. the clear coffee carafe with oh, yeah. the orange thing that you see at every I diner. I love those. So I do too. Yeah. They were pouring the, the hot water out of that. Oh. <laughs> that was their kettle. Cool laugh, Jer. It was all... <laughs> <laughs> so it was cool. I was like, all right, this is tight. This is yeah, and I hadn't been craft. in there forever. Yeah. One time I bought some Ethiopian coffee there way back in the day. Some supernatural. Yeah, it was like 2000 and early. Early 2000. Sweet. Went to the Catalyst to go see a show and I was like, I like coffee. I'm going to buy some Harar. Oh, dude, the Harar is classic. That's Harar a pretty good. Bean. Dark Horse Harar. Is that what it's called? D- Dark or something with a horse? Oh, oh. Uh, I don't Well, the Harar horse is like Oh, the, man, that's what it actually is. You know, it's like Harar the logo. <laughs> that's probably all. <laughs> Nay. Does, does latte art matter? Next question. Moving on. Most people say it's cool, but does it taste good? 50% of people. So that's good because I agree. It's definitely awesome and it's definitely a differentiator. But if the coffee, if the drink doesn't taste good, it doesn't matter anymore. 40% of people love it though. So, and 13% it's still important. don't love it. And then six tenths of a percent drink tea. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. I like latte art. Yeah. But it's not going to make my coffee taste better. It is going to help somebody see that we care It'll about It'll help you sell more coffee. It though. will help you sell a hell of a lot more coffee and help S- people to see that we care a lot about what we're doing. Somebody try opening a specialty coffee shop that does not pour latte art. Jeez. Well, yeah, I'd love to see that, actually. If you were near another shop, even remotely, that did latte art, right. no matter how your coffee tasted, nobody would take you seriously on the consumer end because they're just looking at... They're trying to assess the skill of your whole cafe, and they're like, well, Bill and Ted's down the street has pretty lattes. And it's an excellent adventure. It's a sick adventure. The telephone booth outside is hot. It takes me to different times. But like, this other shop just has good coffee, but uh, they're just not going to buy into it, I don't think. you know. No, I mean... It's the perception of quality over the actual like execution of quality. I would even put... Dude, I argue, I would argue that even if you had a drive-through coffee place, that you would want to get clear lids and still pour latte art and hand it over to the people, and they're just like driving through and picking up coffee. I'd still do it. Yeah, people love it. Yeah. Why? I mean, why not? You know. I like making it. It's pretty fun stuff. <laughs> I like I like the way you wrote it. Does latte art matter? Picture on top of drink. <laughs> just making <laughs> sure people know. Do you consistently get the best drinks? From one to two baristas at your local shop. Painful answer. So you're saying are like there's a couple people who are head and shoulders like way better than the other people. Yeah, like you go to the shop that's supposed to be the best, but there's only two people that you want to get coffee from or so. Mm, and yeah. you're like, oh, and they're working, it's good, but when everybody else works, it's fine. Yeah, like I get cappuccinos when Jer's there, but when when Billy's on bar, I just get brewed coffee. I'll just get a brewed coffee yeah. because he doesn't make it the same. It's mm. actually very disappointing to see nearly sixty percent of people saying yes on this one. That's rough. I think that's just the world that we live in, though. 
we need to make it a better place, Chris. I agree with you, but I'm talking about current status. It's like this is just I mean, this is what I experience most of the time. I know. It's a bummer. It just it just happens. It is a bummer. Because then you find yourself trusting less baristas to make you a quality product. And I go like that. How do you fix this? Training. People who care. How do you hiring people who care? develop their palettes and really hone in on the training process and i mean it's still the funny thing is there's still like some objectivity to it where it's like for instance when i used to make mochas in the exact same way everybody else would make mochas at the shop i first worked at either i was getting miraculously lucky that my mochas tasted better or people just liked my service better and it translated to a better tasting drink yeah for sure you're like hey i'm charming nice and handsome (laughs) Mocha tastes good. <laughs> and they're all, it really does. Jer, I love the way you make that coffee. Like I mean, you, that's a reality. That is that is somewhat of a reality. Um, so that's a service issue too. But I think I think if you're hiring people who just do the legwork and like check the boxes and get the drink out, then you're, you're potentially not getting the best coffee quality from them. What if someone's trying really hard, but they're just not... They're not good at it? There yet. Well, okay, I guess now I'm, I'm kind of diving into another question, which is how do you erase the gap? So let's take someone like you. You've been making coffee since like 2000 or whatever, yeah. you know, for years and years and years and years. And then you have a new hire who's gone through the first level of training, but he's only been on bar for like a week. Yeah. How do you navigate, navigate that? Like, because there's going to be, I would think, like a gap in quality. I think that we could arguably train out the gap in quality of espresso taste. Mm -hmm. And I think the gap ultimately will be in service at that point because they're going to be overly focused on coffee. I agree with you because, yeah, you could definitely take a new trainee, have them pumping out really awesome coffee. Yeah. Might be a little bit slower at first. Yeah. They might not be able to do that and talk to 15 people at the same time. Yeah. Because they're kind of like compartmentalizing what they can excel at. Yeah, you need to protect them as best you can. And then can. you have like a buffer or something. Yeah. And your buffer can come from a lot of different places. Yep. And that'll be on you as a, st- uh, a staff, a leadership team to figure out. But th- I mean, my argument is that the quality doesn't need to be sacrificed. The service, no, nothing should be sacrificed. But you won't arguably have seniority out of a new barista in that same level. But I think you could probably do some things to ensure that your your service is still really nice and you've got some ideas chris and we've got some ideas about utilizing some tools to help with that and i mean i think there's there's also this is a whole different topic but it's close a lot of the stuff that we read lately is like about heads up service and why the barista's biggest job is interacting with customers and you know what we're kind of looking at right now is that with new baristas even though they can make coffee at the same quality they're not going to be able to do all those other things and i think if you're in the training process and you're driving towards it i think that's okay because in a cafe you have multiple points of contact and it's not just with that barista so if that barista is putting out quality and they're learning and they can't have that conversation for a limited time, it, it's cool because the customer had a conversation with someone at the register. They can have a conversation with the milk steamer. It's like nobody goes into a restaurant 
and is fucking pissed because they didn't have a good interaction with the chef. No, they're yeah. they're interacting with the host at the front of house. The major D. They're they're interacting with you know their server is and or maybe the bartender. So they have these multiple points, and they're like, yeah, that was a tight experience, and no one's like. Well, the chef didn't say shit to well, me. Gordon so Ramsay didn't talk to me one time. He didn't even look at me. He was in the he was in a whole nother room. So David I, Kinch didn't even come out on the freaking floor tonight. But ultimately, I mean, you have, you want that barista, you know, once they once they feel comfortable to plow through that plateau, and then the ultimate goal is for them to be able to have the service interaction and make the drinks and do all the stuff. Yeah, that's next level service so too. Just, anyway, right? Yeah, I just like it. It keeps going. I'm not saying there's an excuse to where baristas don't have to be nice to people or they don't have to talk to people, but you know, you should have other points to counteract that lack of experience, right? Yeah, that's that's all, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, you should have somebody there to protect that. And then the reason I asked that question in that way is because a lot of people talk about the same thing, and it's just like. Well, you got to train them to be good, but then there's obviously going to be a discrepancy between the guy who's been a barista for ten years and the guy who just started. It's impossible. It's to be impossible. The same person. To, yeah. yeah. So it's okay though. Is it's okay. Though. Like, it's okay is what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm on a rant, guys. Oh wow, this one's great. It's a great favorite, one. Favorite fate. Favorite, favorite coffee region. Okay. So truth this be is told, surprising. Truth be told. Wait, is there something? No. Okay, go. Okay. Truth be told, I had. For, I forgot Columbia for half a day, and then I added it later. I was going to say, I thought Columbia would be higher. Yeah. So e- Ethiopia is but just Ethiopia crushing is the game the cake by about no 40%. Yeah. yeah. Ethiopia is dominating the market with Guatemala at a little bit of a second, but only at 14%. And then Colombia and Honduras and Kenya are kind of right, right in that mix. All that makes like sense to 7 me. to 10%. Yeah, that makes sense. And then... I'm actually surprised. Well, no, I'm not surprised. I say if we gave this survey to a larger audience, I would bet that Sumatra would have a bigger. Yeah. Like if we like genera- there's no Pete's folks. General this. American public. Yeah. yeah. Or, or Starbucks like, folks. Sumatra, dude. Love it. Yeah. They'd be like, that's my stuff right there. But it makes sense that Ethiopia is the specialty favorite. It's hot. It is hot. It's hot no matter what. Ooh, this one's good. Blends or single or regions. That means from one place. One origin. 80% of you said, give me the SO. I want that single O. Where about 15% are like, I'm cool with the blend. Same situation, right? Not enough Starbucks and, and Pete's and generalized public, I think. Like, single origin's hot, and I think it probably still might be the majority. But I, I would wager that people like blends more than, what is that? How many percent? 15% or 15%. something like that? 15%. And 5% are like, WTF are you talking about? Yeah, 5% people are <laughs> like, I don't know what these things are. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. This is... So maybe with our next... Well, we're going to get into some we'll of the other keep funny, going deep. Yeah. funny answers. But I think with our next survey, we should find a way to have... To break it down now? Simadana. Yeah, let's break it down now. Break it down now. Yeah, I'll break it like, down now. Instead of having the people who click on our blog and take the survey, send the survey to like your dad. Oh, or kick it over to your yeah. sister or something. Just text it to all your bros. Yeah, text it to all your, your bros family. who are not grandma. in the coffee. It'd be so funny to see. Grandma's all, what the hell's this? What the? <laughs> what That's in, how my grandma talks. What in the cotton picking? What okay. in the cotton picking shenanigans are we doing? All right, guys. So we had some like actual write-in responses about pet peeves at coffee shops. Dude, we're crushing this. Are we gonna go an hour? I don't know. Maybe we're at forty-three. We just keep plowing, right? Let's plow just a couple of these out because they're really. Fun. We just have to mention these because they're funny, and then we'll cut it off. They're okay? amazing. So Listen everybody who wrote in, you're making our day. 
What's your biggest pet peeve with visiting specialty coffee shop? No holds bars. You write in whatever you want. Let's just generally get this one out of the way. Hell of people, many people, so many people talked about snooty baristas. They talked about wanker baristas. Wanker, dude. They talked about <laughs> bad service. They talked about ju. <laughs> they say douches without jibs. <laughs> uh, I've, I see a lot of dissing on. Um, and this is just mean kind of to some people. So sorry. I'm, it's not for me. Uh, I see a diss on a man bun, a the lot man of bun being hot. There are multiple write-ins about man buns. There are multiple write-ins about man buns and snooby, snooty, snobby dick baristas. And I thought maybe that that was going out of style, but apparently that's still a thing. The man bun thing really surprised me. It's interesting when people <laughs> write in hating on pop culture, but it's out there. Like everybody's got the man bun. Oh yeah. And I can never dude. Imagine me with a sick man bun. <laughs> guys look hi ho there i can't wait to start my shift yeah i grew my beard out my man buns ready to rip and then you know what i i brought my ukulele down i'm gonna play a song real quick that's that is not actually a diss on anybody who actually has a man bun out there but i would just look terrible with one uh bad coffee that's slow is a big one Jeez, i this is this is one of mine i, I like this one this isn't one of the more funny ones but it's it's real it pet peeves my pet when I don't know where to go, order, sit, etc. in order to get service. That's hard. I don't for me like to deal that with. at all. I don't like feeling uncomfortable. And I like hate feeling like where do I pay? How do I make sure that I'm taking care of what I need to take you're care of? You're just standing there, you're like, do right. I do something or does someone else do yeah, something? Nobody talking to me. Where's my greeting? Where's my direction? Do you guys even care that I'm here? Bad stuff for me. What out what are what are some of the funny ones? Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> shops that build spend a gazillion dollars on build out machines but nothing on developing skills <laughs> or <laughs> understanding how things taste when they serve them <laughs> hipsters that's a funny one for me just one word hipsters gluten-free donuts <laughs> <laughs> there's another one just like a couple down that says when the barista says i get it you're gluten-free <laughs> dot 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 <laughs> Just dissing on them. This one's real. Messy condiment stands and messy bathrooms. I Rough. really think the bathroom kind of connects the whole experience in a weird way. Everything you do on the front end can just be like nicked to shreds if you go in the bathroom and it's just super gnarly. Yeah, that's tough. I just leave thinking like, ew. Ooh, here's actually an disgusting. important one. Are you guys ready? Menus that are only available at the counter i.e. printed menus with a whole bunch of stuff on them that give you basically like order anxiety with people behind you. And then also MP is a price. Just tell me how much it's going to cost. This is not a lobster <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> not being able to find bus bins is also frustrating. Market <laughs> market price. This is not a lobster restaurant. <laughs> Catch of the day. Market price. Fish of the day. Dude, you guys are actually like... That's pretty funny. I <laughs> agree. Um, Chris and I are actually... We talk about how to deal with that because ultimately you either... Well, we'll, we'll figure it out. But you, you have to, add, I mean, you have you to dial back your menu a whole lot in order to make sure you don't offer too many things to just like make it busy in your cafe. Or it's like you know the price range of the coffees that you're buying. So if you have a pour over, instead of doing like a variable price pour over, you can say, all right, this is the average of what I need to make across the board. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm going to charge like five bucks for everything. I don't know. Maybe we thought of that. Or you could have like a board where you switch out. But yeah, market price is like what? Market <laughs> price? <laughs> The market price is well, I'm serving all geishas today, so yesterday it was four bucks, but today it's ten. Whoops. Sea market's like a dollar thirty four, yeah, so your pour over is gonna be about two bucks just to kinda just to kinda make a little <laughs> bit make of it even here. 
little bit of cash on it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like People who try to be holy in specialty coffee. <laughs> crappy experiences. The bus the bus tub's interesting too. Oh yeah, the bus tub is interesting. The bus tub is really interesting because I've heard this argument before, which is we don't want a bus tub because we don't want the last experience that the customer has to be visiting the bus tub. Or they say we don't want a bus tub because bus tubs are nasty. This is where my thoughts add on it, like personally, is if you don't have a bus tub, you actually do have a bus tub. It's, it's called your cafe. It's called your cafe. It's the fucking table where the customer just left. It's your counter where they bring the dirty crap up and just leave it and nobody <laughs> takes care of it. So your whole cafe it's is your the bus service tub. area now where you, you like try to hand off your drinks and there's half empty ones. Yeah, no, the bus tubs everywhere. No, that's, that's a half empty used latte. So it's like I want to hear about people's bus tub solution because I mean, maybe in a place where there's table service and you have a runner who cleans up the shop. Oh, you mean a restaurant? A restaurant, yeah. yeah Maybe oh, if you were at yeah. a restaurant. Paramount Coffee it's, Project. It's not, I get it. It's you not go as to one place. Delicious food, like too, that. yeah. <laughs> we're not dissing Paramount. They're awesome, but they're, they make they're food. They're actually a restaurant. Yeah, they're actually a restaurant. They're kind they of a restaurant They actually have first, table service, yeah. Opinion. For sure, yeah. yeah. And that doesn't mean the coffee's not good. Hella good yeah, coffee. Yeah, it's hella good. I had a great time. But yeah, like the whole fucking place turns into a bus tub. And I'm just like, is this really what you want? You're so adamant about not having a bus tub that you're allowing your whole cafe to turn into a steaming pile of crap. I just don't buy it. A lot of steamy hot milk. Uh, <laughs> I'm one, just real angry today. <laughs> one, <laughs> fired up. I'm fired up. The uh, one that I saw is also baristas that are very friendly to each other and more excited about talking to each other behind the counters than they are to talking about customers. That's a huge problem always. Yeah. Because it's cool. You work with your friends and your buds, but if you care more about your people behind the counter than you do about the people you're there to serve, uh, ultimately you're not doing your job. Dude, this one. I didn't see this one yet. This is my biggest pet peeve. Turn down for what? Getting poorly extracted, well-sourced coffee. Oh, it's a pain, huh? Isn't that the whole, that's everything. That's all of it right there. That's like a lot. That's that's a lot of stuff in a nutshell. Poorly extracted, well-sourced beans. We'll bring them to you at all fucking cost. Hotties behind the bar checking themselves out in the machine. Guilty. <laughs> Our bad. Not treating the coffee or tools with respect. Yeah, that's one too. Someone came in the other day and they're like, oh, there was a beat up tamper. And they're like, oh, yeah, they all just get like that. I'm like, nope. Yeah, they just get like that. None of mine get like that. I don't when know. I run them over with my car, they just get like that. Not enough seating. I Being too yours. cool for great customer service. Pretentious, pretentious, pretentious. Snobby, Everybody snobby, hates snobby baristas. Reputations, egos, reputations, egos. Yeah, so all that tells me is that and I'll, we can take and share the heavy lifting on this one is that us as a whole industry we need to do better about just generally being nicer to people maybe getting off whatever high horse we might be on and realize that yeah we're serving coffee but we're serving people too and nothing that we're brewing or making behind the counter is more important than someone having an awesome day you know what i'm saying like (laughs) this is here's the one last quote that kind of goes along with what chris chris is saying it says People that are dicks, especially employees. Your job's not that hard. I've been there too. Just be a human. And um, uh, <laughs> your job can be hard, so I'm going to empathize with you there. But the rest of that's kind of true. It's like your job is hard in the context of maybe you like move fast and get sweaty, but it's not hard in the context of like you could be cutting down trees and building our space out and you know manually laboring in that way. You're not going to smell like 
movie theater popcorn or fast food when you leave a coffee shop from working there you're gonna smell pretty fresh maybe a little stinky in the pits but you know coffee doesn't smell too bad you're doing all right the term specialty is used very loosely here and their prices match specialty shops when they clearly are not specialty and full beards making my coffee that's an interesting thing too because i'm trying to figure out a term here so we talk about specialty coffee, and when we talk about specialty coffee, we're referencing people that do things in a similar manner that we do it. Yeah. And I think the term third wave used to kind of mean specialty. Okay, you've got specialty coffee, and like anything over 80 is specialty coffee. So you've got places like Pete's and Starbucks that are considered in that specialty arena, right? And then you've got what used to be the third wave, and now what's the split? Like where does the quality start? Where does it end? I don't I, know. That was it's not a pretty clear, objective. That was not a que- <laughs> clear question at all. That where just, does it start and where does it end? Where does it end? How well, do you differentiate between people? Okay, let's say you have two coffee shops. Both of them buy coffee from like 49th Parallel. So right. you've got good coffee. Yes. And then they both do pour overs. Sick. They both do espresso. They both make latte art. And one shop just makes horrible tasting drinks. The other one makes awesome tasting drinks. Are they both specialty coffee shops? Well, okay. Is it the is it the coffee or is it the execution on an idea or like what does it mean? Does it even matter? I'm just talking. I about think stuff. they're both specialty coffee shops. My problem is this: you're one's speaking a good specialty coffee shop and one's a bad specialty coffee shop. Or yeah, but yeah. what happens in my mind? So I picture this: it depends on the group of people going in there. So. There's a group of people guaranteed we could isolate two groups of people that go into the same coffee shop that serve all that stuff. Consider it in in yours, in my opinion, Chris, the best coffee shop. And one of those groups probably would actually consider it gross because of the quality and the style is not the style they're expecting to be specialty. And their specialty is still Pete's and Starbucks, which buys specially grade coffee. You know what I'm saying? And sure, it's not specialty because why? I don't know the the care. Mm -hmm. There's all that. I mean... The best drink could actually be the shittiest drink from the barista standpoint to some of these people. It just it's it's so it's like is it approachable at the end of the day? Because a lot of people out there love Forty Ninth Parallel, and a lot of people out there think it's sour. Although it's one of the more approachable ones, in my opinion, that are third wave. But a lot of people think a lot, especially coffee, is green, soury, underdeveloped, mm-hmm. and that's so it's just so objective, dude. I have the hardest time with it. It's like, where where is this shop? Is this shop in downtown LA? Is this shop over here on the east side, Pleasure Point? You know, like, they're different demographics. You can you do different things altogether if you're really wise and paying attention to what's going on. It's, it's a pretty effed up world we live in when it comes to that stuff. I'm just so stressed out all the time. I just think you have to offer a couple different options and um, find out what people like. Hey, Katie Hoond, I just got to tell you, thanks for supporting our Kickstarter. (laughs) (laughs) I just got an email saying you did it. Here's a few. Uh, What do you like to see in coffee? What do you like to see besides coffee in cafes? This is great. Keto foods. Someone's going ketogenic. They want no sugar. They want all all that fat. (laughs) Some uh, highlights include baked eggs, (laughs) (laughs) wine, (laughs) wine and beer. Proper customer service. Oops. Um, what else do we have? Cheese Ho- boards. Homemade energy bars and pickled eggs. Effing disgusting girlfriend. 
That being said, I would definitely eat some homemade energy bars and well, yeah, a pickled I mean, anything. That's like basically a bunch of yeah. A lot of food is what it boils down <laughs> yeah, to. Every, a, lo- a lot of people want to see food, and I can totally relate to that. <laughs> this is my favorite answer ever. Bomb ass pastry. Bomb ass pastries. Oh, you guys. Good food, good food, good food. Wine comes up a lot, too. Wine, beer, good food. I actually love drinking beer at coffee shops. Me, too. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, I'm into it because I don't want to go to a like party bar all the time, and I would like the coffee shop atmosphere. <laughs> <That's a> ba- <laughs> banana oh latte. <laughs> you know who that was, dude? <laughs> Sean White put banana lattes. Or Mark Rosell. Oh, Mark Rosell put <laughs> banana lattes, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Rosell for taking it back to way back in the day when we opened Verve Coffee and I misheard somebody and told them we did not have banana syrup when they actually said vanilla syrup. So you could probably see where that went and where it came from. All right, then. A lot of non-sugary snacks, which is great because I I think that's something that I would like to see. Something like, uh, I don't know, like a perfect bar-ish. I love perfect bars. Something that's not just sugar and gluten. Something gluten-free that's delicious. That's what I want. There's I want not a lot of people out there who make this stuff. I though. want a paleo treat. I want a paleo taco. Trying to get into a paleo affogato. Yeah, someone wants affogato. Donuts. Love donuts. Abundant cleavage. Artwork that doesn't <laughs> suck. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Classic Californian Classic. over there, huh? Who really? W- yep. Well, guys, we just figured we'd let you in on what's going on. What people responded to. And uh, if you have the time, we're going to keep putting out these surveys on the random because we just like to collect info and we care about people. Uh, if you have if you have questions again for us, it's always we're always here for you. Info at cat and com. And I don't know if you all know, but we have a coffee subscription service that's kind of been getting a little bit hot. We send it out every two weeks or every four weeks, depending on uh, it's your choice. <laughs> and it's the choice of a new generation. <laughs> it's your choice. So, uh, choose, choose, <laughs> choose. Choose. Um, if moderately interested, very interested, not interested. If I told you, choose coffee delivered choose. bi-weekly, bi-monthly, annually. Choose. Oh, annually. And also on the Kickstarter, if you just want to lock yourself in with uh, your sus- uh, subscription to coffee, there's uh, an option for that. And there's an app for that. So my fine feathered friends. For all y'all who are out there, just hustling. Keep hustling. And if you have the time to hustle for us, kickstarter.com or go to our page, catncloud.com. There is a uh, full-on banner there. You just push the button. It's going to take you right to our video. And trust me, our video is pretty funny. We'll send out a, a little update on that soon. I love you. You guys are the bomb. And it's not the drugs. We don't say it enough. We don't say it enough. This has been the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris and Jer. And hold on to your butt. See you then, or we'll see you at another time. (laughs) (laughs) Lasers and lemon (laughs) jays.